0: So on um, on Thursday, um, I was down the Broadway, desiring, desiring passionately to share um, the love and truth of Jesus. Jesus is so powerful and transforming of life. And uh, I was there, I was sitting on a bench, I was with Anthony, we were having a chat, when all of a sudden, Anthony sprung into action, I looked up to see what he could be doing. And there, crossing the road, was a lady with one of those uh, wheeled, it was like a a walking frame, a wheeled walking frame. And uh, either either Anthony was going to mug her, or she was in problems. And I looked... And then he sort of helped her and he got her off the road onto the pavement and by that time I'd caught up with him and realised that her wheel had broken and her wheel had fallen off the trolley. So I was saying to her, can I walk you home? Can I take you home? Please let me take you home. And she's going, no, no, no thank you. And so I thought I'd talk to her a bit more, build up a bit of rapport, a couple of minutes, she'll be trusting me, of course she would, you know. And, uh, and then I said, oh, can I insist? Can I take you home? I was really concerned that she was going to wobble around the corner and fall over. And I just wanted to get her home safe and sound. And she was insistent, no. So I, I, I said, oh, well, can I at least try and fix your wheel? Anyway, managed to botch the wheel together. But that's not the point. The point was a little bit later. It's all right. My friend's here. She can walk me home. So with a botched wheel and a friend... She, I trust, got home safe and sound. But why didn't she trust me? Why didn't she want me to take her home? You know? Well, because she didn't know me. She'd never met me before. She didn't know who I was, what I was like. And while this was going on and I was fixing the wheel, I could hear Anthony uh, trying to convince her that really I was a safe person and that she could really trust me. Because Anthony knows me and he's experienced me and he's come to the conclusion that I'm a safe person that you can trust. But she was not convinced, even though we had a full two minutes to do it in. <laughs> and you know, sometimes it can be like that with God's. We can sing about God, we can speak about God, we can read the Bible, we can journey together and yet we don't really know God. We don't know if we can actually trust him. We see other people and they seem convinced but it's like, hmm, I'm, I'm just going to wait for my friend to turn up and I'll go with them. Who are you? What are you like? Can I trust you? And so we like that with people, but we are like that with God as well. And as a church, over the last few months, back in, I can't remember now, where is it, June or something, we've been journeying along. Um, You might not have noticed, but we have. We've been journeying along. Like, Who is God? What is God like? Who does God say he is? Who do people who know God say he is? How can we know him? And so we've been looking at God's character and God's nature. And it's a really, really important thing for us to do. Because knowing God is the most important, most vital thing for true Life. You might think that you can live, but actually it's only in knowing God that there is true life. So Jesus, Jesus who was and is God, God in a human body, said this. He said this. Now this, this is eternal life. Eternal life? What's that? This is eternal life that they know you... The only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you've sent. Eternal life is knowing God and knowing Jesus. So eternal life isn't just about believing something and hoping or wishing that when you die, you get something then. But eternal life is a quality of life that can only be found in the one true living God through Jesus. And that in knowing him and experiencing him, we have, as James said, life in all its fullness. Life that begins now but goes on forever and ever because God is forever and ever. God is eternal. And when we walk with God in relationship with him, it's that which lasts for all eternity. So we can be safe and secure in this life and the next because we know him. Because he can safely walk us home. And deliver us safely and get us there. Paul wrote to the church in a place called Philippi. And um, how can I say this? Relationally, things weren't going that well. There were a couple of ladies that obviously had fallen out. And Paul, in writing to the church, was mentioning these ladies. And um, so he sort of says... Basically, like sort it out, agree together in the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, but whenever um, I'm in a bit of an awkward relational situation, it, it's not a great place to be. There's there's not peace, there's not harmony. What I don't feel like is rejoicing, because I want peace and harmony, and it's not quite there. But what in this situation Paul says is, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always, all the time, any circumstance, any situation, rejoice in the Lord. I will say it again, rejoice. Rejoice. Rejoy. If you get to know and experience a bit of God, you can enjoy it. And then you rejoy it by speaking about it by remembering it, by proclaiming it. So when Victoria rejoiced just now, as she proclaimed about her God doing great things in her life, she was remembering past circumstances, situations that were not good, but she recognised God was in it, so she can rejoice in God. Think about it again, say it about it again. Be glad again. Be full of heart and cheer and wellness again. When you're in a difficult situation, you don't feel like rejoicing in the Lord. But if you rejoice in God, you're telling the truth of who he is, of what he's done, and you're going, oh, maybe I can trust him again. Well, if it's worked for her, maybe it will work for me. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. He meets people in the darkest places. He lifts them out of a pit. He gives them a solid place to stand and walk on and live from. Well, if he's done it for her or for him or for them, maybe this God who I don't know and I can't trust, but they do, maybe he can do it For me. And so, as the people of God, as we go over and over and rehearse and rejoice about who God is and what He's done, His person, His character, His his, nature, what did I say? Nature. Nature. Sorry, thank you. It does us good. It does us good. To rejoice does us good and it proclaims the praise of. Of God, so we should be a people that celebrate the goodness of God. So they say that's a good translation of the word "rejoice" is to celebrate, celebrate God in the midst of the suffering, pain, difficulty, because He's worth it, and it lifts us up because. We can get bent out of shape on all things. Our hearts and our minds submit and submerge into all things. But when our spirit comes alive in him, we get lifted up. We are raised above because our minds and our hearts and our eyes are fixed on him rather than the circumstance and situation. So the first thing that changes is us as we rejoice in The Lord, as we go over again and again and celebrate it, God is truthful and faithful and trustworthy. I can rely and depend on him. God has got this. Even though my eyes, my natural eyes, my natural ears, maybe even my tongue are telling me something else. We need to change what we're speaking, rejoice in the Lord and see what he does. And so we've spent uh, a number of, uh, of sessions and weeks looking at um, who God is and what he's like and going over it. But I was really struck last night. I was I was reading a book and um, this verse came up in the book. So it's uh, Mark chapter 4 and verse 24. And Jesus says this. So I've taking it out, looking at isolation, consider carefully what you hear. Consider carefully what you hear. Consider carefully what you hear. Jesus continued, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. And I was thinking about that and I was thinking, what does that mean? Consider carefully what you hear, and I thought, do you know what? I can give a talk, a sermon, a preach, and the next day, I don't remember what I said, and I might say to someone else, oh, you know, they might, oh, I remember that, and you think, oh, do you know what? We can hear so many sermons, so many talks. We've got. YouTube, and we've got podcasts, and we come here on a Sunday and we hear the talks, but it can go in one ear out the other ear. We can go, Great talk, well done, that person, and then we can leave here and not think about it ever again. And so, Jesus is saying this Consider, so I'm speaking to myself as well as you, consider carefully what you hear or what you read or what you watch, consider carefully the measure you use. So, if we're hearing something and we're going, this is God's word, this is good, this will do me good, it would make sense to make notes, write it down. It would make sense to read over it again. It would make sense to study it in a deeper way. It would make sense to meet with other people and discuss it and chew it over. Do you get what I'm saying? She's saying the measure you use. Oh, right, So if I take this, whatever this is, this message seriously, and I take it into me and I diligently read it again, think about it again, write it down, talk to some other people about it, the measure you're using is one of this is of great worth and value and it's worthy of my time and energy and effort. Well, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you and even more. So, so if oh, so God, if I take you and your word seriously and I start spending time and going over it over again, you are going to be doing something good in me and for me. It's going to be good for me. It's going to do me good. So there's a measure. uh, It's a bit like what I put into it, I will get out of it. The more money you invest in the bank, the more you'll get out of it. The more you invest in responding to what you hear, I'm not just talking about now, but what you hear when it comes to God's word and truth You'll get more back. You'll get even more goodness, wealth, wholeness, peace, shalom, vitality, life, energy, vigour, strength in the spirit and even more. That's what Jesus is saying. So how seriously you take this? And I was thinking, wow, I'm going to say that tomorrow morning as I thought about it last night. And it was a a right um, thing to me as well, because I was thinking, so often I'd surface stuff. I surface it, and I don't imbibe it and let it dwell in me and rest in me and go over it and over it again. So, you know, have you ever fallen for the trick? Oh, I've heard that before, or I know about that. Yeah? Unless... We are living it. We haven't heard it. In Hebrew thinking, to hear is to obey. To hear is to do it. To hear is to live it out. It's not talking about a knowledge of uh, of intellect. It's talking about a knowledge of knowing someone deeply and intimately. Knowing it. Knowing God knowing god the, the i'm going to you know risk this the greatest image and picture that the bible um, affords to us of knowing god is that of a, a husband and a wife in sexual union knowing one another adam knew eve they knew one another it's a deep intimacy that god is after for us he wants to know us. And we can go, do you know what? Doesn't God know everything? Yes, he does. Doesn't God know everyone? Yes, he does. Doesn't he know the hairs on my head? Doesn't he know that I'm going to speak a word before I speak it? Yes, he does. But there's something about a heart that invites him in that says, God, in to me, see, come into me, that undoes him. He loves it. He knows you. He knows everything about you. He loves you. But he wants you to invite him into you. And he is inviting us deeper into him. God wants us to know him. But he also wants us to let us know him. Do you get it? It's deep. It's deep and it's life. So we've been doing a series, and so maybe we've been doing it surfacely, maybe we've mentioned it, maybe it's gone in one ear out the other. By the grace of God and technology, and Rob Tribe, thank you, Rob, we've got, um, like we've got a website, and it's got talks on the website, and you can download the talk on the website, or listen to the talk on the website. I'm not saying that the talks that we've got are the best talks in the world or the most glossy or glam- glamorous talks in the world, yeah, but they're us. It's us. And you know what? Often we will listen to other people's preach who we don't know. We don't know them. We might have heard of their fame, or they've got, but we don't know them. We don't know the content of their character. We don't know whether they're a faithful husband or wife. We don't know how they look after their kids. Do you, do you know what I mean? We're, we're ready to listen to them. And, and somehow, like, we get disconnected from godly community where we actually know one another because it's about knowing God. But if we are the people of God and God calls us to be in um, communities of faith, local church, there's got to be some value in listening to people that you actually know. Just like that lady wouldn't listen to me. I bet if your will fell off, you'd let me help you, wouldn't you? You'd let me walk you home because you know me. You trust me. And so there's got to be something like about that. So it's not that we've got it all right or we're all perfect but we know and trust and gain in our knowledge and trust of one another. So actually, when we speak to one another, we know it's out of love and not out of rightness. I know, I've got some information, I need to give it to you to make you know it better. It's not about that. It's about us loving God more, knowing God more, and loving one another more and drawing together and as we approach him together we all get closer to him and know him and so it's a community of the knowledge of God we're not a club we're not a club we're the people of God and it's to know him and to know him together and to make him known that is what is important so we we've we've looked at well, Nita spoke two weeks of um, uh, who does God say he is, and then the, the the next one was who does God still say he is, you know, and uh, then we had um. So and in that she spoke about God's name that God is not God's name, God isn't His name; it's more of a title that God's name revealed is Yahweh that God was talking to a bloke called Moses and he's saying, Moses, I've got, I've got a job for you to do. Um, and Moses says, okay, but who shall I say is sending me? And God says, I am. I am. I am who I am. Or I will be who I will be. I'm sending you. And that's the basis for the name we know, Yahweh. I am Yahweh. I am your God." I've got a name and I want you to know me by my name. And so we over the weeks we looked at Yahweh Roi, the Lord is my shepherd. Yahweh um, Jira, the Lord's provider, Yahweh Nissi, the Lord is my banner. Yahweh who sanctifies. Oh, sorry, Makedesh, who sanctifies or makes us holy. Yahweh Shalom, the Lord is peace. Yahweh Rophi, the Lord is your healer. Uh, Yahweh Shammah, the Lord is there. Yahweh Tiskendu, the Lord our righteousness. These are names of God that say something about who God is, his nature and character. And I fear that if we've let it go in one ear and out the other, we're missing out on knowing him. So I'm not saying they're the most amazing talks and the perfect talks. Well, the ones that other people did are. Maybe not the ones that I did. But it's not about that. It's about us reading it again, thinking about it again, talking about it again, praying about it, thinking about it, talking about it. And then we become convinced, I know this God who is my peace, I know this God who provides. I know this God who's my shepherd. And we get to know him. The aim isn't to gain knowledge and understanding. The aim is to know him. That we really know it. That faith is being sure of what you hope for. I sure hope he's a good shepherd. I sure hope that he's going to provide for me and protect me and lead me and guide me and all the things that a shepherd does. I sure hope he's going to do that. Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. I don't see it naturally, but boy, do I know? Do I know Yahweh is my shepherd? I know it. I know it, I can testify, I can tell you, I know it, I've seen it, I've experienced it, so I trust him. So when I need a shepherd, when I need someone who's going to look after me, I'm utterly convinced that the Lord is my shepherd because I've journeyed with him over the years with it and I've written it down and I've memorised it and I've talked about it and it's inside me. The Lord is my shepherd. I have not a want because he satisfies me. And it does something to us when we are internally changed, when we're convinced that it's not just a knowledge of truth, it's an experience of truth. It's our experience of truth. You know, one of the things that that Rob is trying to lead us into at the moment, to remind us often there's this group of people meeting up. You know, God is our healer. The Lord is the one who heals. Yeah, but, well, we haven't, we haven't seen that, or we've prayed and it hasn't worked. And what? No, he is. That's who he is. That's his nature. That's his character. So we need to change, not him. Our circumstances, our situations, our mindsets, We need to change. How do we do that? So Rob's going, inviting people, come along on a journey. We were praying this morning. I had this image of like Rob getting on a a steam engine with the whistle there. And he's saying, come on. And he's saying, look, I haven't got all the energy to drive this stuff. Bring your coal, bring your wood. Let's do a fire together and let's journey together. Let's be a steam engine together to break through the barriers that need to be broken through and go somewhere so that we are the healing community that we desire to be because God is our healer. And it's and it's in all the areas of the character of God we need to press into and break through and go, do you know what? I really I need to know that about him. So it could be, it could be that you've read the verse that God is a father to the fatherless, and you're thinking, but I haven't got a father, I don't know God as my father. Well go there. Yeah? Grab hold with two hands and both feet, cling and saying, "I'm not gonna go until you bless me. I want to know my Father God. I want to know you. I'm not content with a knowledge that people tell me or something else. I want to know it, yeah. And so I want to know you're my my provider. And so I can't remember where I got to. Did I go through all the different? Yeah, I did. Um, so." It is vitally important that we know who the Lord our God is so that we can trust him and we can let him walk us home when we need to be walked home, when our will falls off and we're in a bad place. And rather than going, no, 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 we go, yes, yes. And God works directly to us by his spirit, but does he want to work for his people? Does he want to work through people like you and me? Yeah. God is a generous, kind, good God. So does his people want to be good and generous and kind? Absolutely. Or do we? Or are we going, oh, no, but I can't do that because of this. But that's who he is. And so if that's who he is and we're his people and we become more like him, we will live more like him, the character of God. All the... Excuses will fall away because that is who he is. I am made in the image of God. I am a child of God. So I'm going to be one who copies what my God is like, his character and his nature and be like him. And so we see that in the scriptures supremely in Jesus so, we often say, if you want to know what God's like, look at Jesus, look at the things that Jesus said, look at the things that Jesus did, and follow him because he calls us to follow. He says, Come, follow me, and I will make you. So, if we take him seriously and his word seriously and follow after him, he will change and transform us so that we become individually and corporately the people that he made us to be, doing the things that he made us to do, so that we are here for the display of his splendour. We are here to glorify God. We are here to magnify God and lift up his name so that other people can see and know who God is. You know, bless Anthony, he was so trying to convince that lady that I was a safe, okay person. And you might feel like that when you talk to other people about Jesus and you think, why won't they believe? Why won't they listen? Why?" But you know what? If that lady had a moment or a while just to spend a bit of time with Anthony, she would see that Anthony is a good, trusted person. And he would be safe enough to walk her home too. Do you know what I mean? Because we become who we spend time with. And if we spend time and know our God, we will be transformed from one degree of glory to the next. So I haven't really done all that I was thinking about doing today and I'm going to stop. So we'll look at that a bit more. But what I want us to do... Okay, I want us to go over the last, um, say, eight names of God that we've looked at. And I want to do a little highlight. So I'm not trying to redo the talk because those talks are on the website, as I said. So you can go on the website and you can listen to them. You can download them. You can think about them, read them. And then what I'd love to do is say a little bit about them. And I was thinking I could do this introduction and four of them today how wrong was i and then um, and then what i want to do is like uh, give a little bit of little bit and then say okay what's your testimony what's your story about this aspect this character of characteristic of god this bit of god's nature and as you said we I mean, if everyone decided they were all going to give testimony, we we would be here for a month for Sundays, wouldn't we? But, you know, one or two of us, if we give some testimony about God, a, a bit like Victoria did earlier, right, I it will do us good. The one who shares it, even though we might be fearful and cringing, I'm not a public speaker, and then we find out we most certainly are. Um, you know... Do it again, and as we do it. And so the thing is, the only, one, the only people here are us. Right? It's us. It's just us. So look around and think, could I speak in front of these people? Yeah, I, f- I think I could. They, some of them know me, but it's all right. I'll do it scared, but I'll do it anyway. And just come message me and say, do you know what? I want to give a, a bit of testimony on... Um, God being my shepherd, or God providing for me, or God being a banner to me, or God uh, making me holy, or God being my peace, or God being my healer, or God being there, and I and I've seen Him and I've noticed Him and I've recognised Him in all sorts of places. I would love. We would love, wouldn't we? We would love to hear your testimony. Is that true? Wouldn't you love to hear someone else's testimony? So rather than waiting for someone else to give testimony, well, how about you go, do you know what, I'll be brave, I'll, I'll put my hand up for that one. And then over the next, well, it might take a little bit longer, next couple of weeks or so, we'll just go over these names of God and then we'll tell a bit of our stories together. And then hopefully these truths will be like firmly embedded nails hammered into us that hold our life together. Because we're utterly convinced and know our God in this aspect of his nature and character. And then in this one, and then in this one, and then we become more. Does that sound exciting to you? I'm excited. I've just preached myself happy and excited. (laughs) And so, yeah. Oh, Lord, you are good. We thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness, your love. Lord, we praise you. And we recognise our need for you. Even in this very moment, I thank you, Lord, that you know everything about each one of us. And so come and meet us in our need. Be the great I am to us. Be the one who will be what you will be. Lord, show yourself to us that we might be made whole and free. Come, Lord, come into our lives more and more, we pray. Have your way. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in my life, in our lives as it is in heaven. Amen.